0: Hi, my loves. Icebreaker time. Would you rather work a nine to five job that pays well, but you absolutely hate knowing you could never pursue your passions or quit your job to pursue what you're truly passionate about, not knowing if you'll succeed or not? On the show, take it from the podcast for you and me with your host, M. These are just the tip of the iceberg questions that help us get to know the co-host for that episode while allowing a safe environment for them to talk about things that don't always make us live laugh love. Along the way, we'll break out the liquid courage and get deep while having our fair share of laughs throughout the process. Now sit back and enjoy the segment and don't be surprised by who or what kind of advice you'll take from today. My loves, welcome or welcome back to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, Em. We've got a really exciting episode for you guys today with the very talented, and I say this because she's literally like anything she puts her mind to, like she's amazing at, um, but the very talented Taylor. Um, Taylor, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. That's, that's a pretty high, high-end introduction. <laughs> I don't yeah, know where right. to go from there. I think I should just stay silent. Um, no. I'm currently 30 weeks pregnant. <laughs> Let's start there. So if I sound out of breath, please don't judge me. Um, no. I'm in school right now and I'll probably be in school until I'm like 30 years old. That's okay. I mean, honestly, but if I can get there by 30, I'm fine. Um, I do nails when I want to do nails.
0: She's literally phenomenal. She just did mine, and I'm like, oh,
1: okay. Thank you, thank you. Okay. But I only, like, for, like I don't know. Like I like doing nails for people that I know. Right now, I don't want people in my home that I don't know because yeah. I don't also want to go to a salon, so mm-hmm. that's another reason why. But I have two kids. I'm married. I'm 25, and I had my <laughs> first kid at 18.
0: Blessed. Hashtag I blessed. I you, you were at my about...
1: baby shower when yeah. I was, which is wild. When I see those pictures, just like that time frame, just the people, wild, just wild. Well, in I... high school having a baby shower, period. But, you well,
0: know I just remember in general, like Letting you telling on me pre... that you were pregnant and you are like, and I was like, oh, what? Honestly. When did I tell
1: you? Do you remember? Like, when? I don't. I
0: don't remember specifically when, but I just remember. You did tell me, and yeah. you were like, yeah, so I'm, I'm pregnant. And honestly, I'm going to give you props. I thought it was going to happen a lot earlier. This oh,
1: you know how many people, that was their reaction. <laughs> They're like, wow, finally. I was love. like, finally. But, I mean, you know, your girl was a little hyperactive. Hey, and it's okay. It is what it is. It you know, was... we can talk about that if you want to oh, talk about crazy. it. <laughs> we're going go to <laughs> go down that path. We're going to go down that path. But, yeah,
0: so I was super excited but at the same time very scared for you but 1, I mean that was like that's like now what almost two more kids later and yeah. you and Victor are very happily married it, it, right?
1: didn't, it wasn't always this way but now yes we are <laughs> yes, very happily exactly. married it took took some took some time took some work Take took some, some therapy, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> a split here been, yeah a little split up you know <laughs> like just small things <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Oh um, yeah, and so, um, yeah, so I'm really excited to have her on today's very special episode. We This is our Mother's Day special. Mm-hmm. So we will be talking about your relationship with your mom, how it started off, where it's at right now, and just kind of anything in between that you guys that, yeah, yeah, where went through. At. And um, essentially how you will be, I would say, I would love to also know how you take that and use it now that you know you are a mother into mm-hmm. your kids into like, my own yeah, motherhood exactly and how, and how i how i want to
1: be yeah and so
0: i would love to to t- dive deep into that but before before we get into that, we've got our cards. cards. So this is dun, our icebreaker. I'm very
1: interested in what you're about to say.
0: <laughs> I probably for a second, doesn't that
1: look like a Pisces sign? It, it
0: does. Y'all oh, are, and we're both we're Pisces. Pisces.
1: Just <laughs> want to let everyone know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I will let you guys know. I wanted to start a podcast with her for the longest, longest time.
1: The time. I know. I'm and just a lazy <laughs> bitch. <so. laughs> and, I was,
0: and I was so excited. I was literally, I was thinking, oh my God, we call it two, two Pisces, Pisces in, in a pod. pod.
1: I know. maybe at some point okay let me have this baby okay (laughs) just 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 looking at you and how much work you put into this truly phenomenal but my brain so overwhelmed sometimes it just
0: i also only have a dog
1: i know but you still have a job and a life like it's just something you have to want to put the work into and you are doing it honestly But I'm very curious to see what you're about to say. Yeah,
0: okay, so we have the cards, the and. We are using the Friends Edition. I love using the Friends Edition because I've done so many with my family, and I always use a family one, and I feel like we've overplayed the cards. All of them
1: already? (laughs) Or like the same questions over and over again in different ways? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so the friends one. Do you want to go first or me? I'll go first. Let's
0: do it. Okay. So you're asking me. Sorry, it's in the
1: background. Uh, If you hear like kids and a dog, yeah, or Victor getting the door so he can get my drink. (laughs) (laughs) So just ignore any background noise. Uh, What's one piece of advice you have for me regarding my love life? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh Very (laughs) curious. Curious. Curious.
0: About your love life.
1: I'm very curious. Listen, I can take the heat, okay? <laughs> I the
0: thing, though. I feel like you guys have a very healthy, like...
1: Now. Yes, I said now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I see the way you guys are, even, like, parenting together. And, you know, I, I FaceTime you during the day, okay. and you're mm-hmm. with um, Patty and everything yeah. like that. And when he comes home, I see that he's very active with the kids. Hands on. So it's hard... Yeah, it's hard to say, like, advice. Yeah. But, speak of the devil. I know, speak of the devil. He just, <laughs> he he just like, shuffled past <laughs> the
1: hallway. Um,
0: but I don't know, I wouldn't say that there's really much advice. I mean, if anything, like.
1: <laughs> Kept dropping, it's okay.
0: Um, what advice, I don't know, Like, do you feel like you could give me as a single person?
1: I mean, me and you talk about this on a regular basis. Yes, just do. what you deserve, like that you know in your heart you deserve, and like. Everybody's going to have something wrong with him, but there's definitely limits of like what you should take or things that I shouldn't have even dealt with or he shouldn't have dealt with with me when I went through my phase of being toxic, you know, but I feel like you, I don't know, like you're on this path of you've gone through your relationships of knowing where that limit is for you now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you're already just taking accountability for your life just in the time period of us like getting to re-know each other again the last like a year and a half because we've known each other since. We
0: have what like fetuses elementary. no but elementary school yeah. yes
1: and so it I just like it. and then like we ta- we knew each other throughout like middle school and high school but then you know we became adults went our own ways and like we still had each other on socials but just re-knowing each other again and like hearing about what you've gone through in the past and then what you've gone through this last year like yeah. I can see just within you your own growth of just like you being like I know what I want I know what I deserve yeah. you know like And that's really, that's all I can really say. Like, for every woman, even girls that are in current relationships, I'm like, do you think you deserve that, you know? Like, do you think that's, like, do you hold him to the same standards you would hold yourself if, like, you were doing this? Would he allow it to happen, you know?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, the biggest thing about that is when you're single, yes, you think about all the things that now you won't accept and doing this and doing that. But once you get into a relationship and you're like, I really like this person, it's about using now, like, practicing those things. Yeah, or, like... Putting those things to practice.
1: Practice, sort of. yes, and, like, figuring out your own communication skills with other people Absolutely. you currently have in your life Ooh, yes, is how you can one. do with your, your partner, you know that's what I'm true. saying? Yeah, like, if you're always to. angry or sad or, like, freak out by something somebody says, like, you just figuring out how you can communicate in a better way yeah. will obviously transfer over to... As soon as you get into a real relationship, you Yeah, know?
0: I love that. Okay, I've got a card for you. dun. Dun, dun. Okay, what do you think I want most from life?
1: From life?
0: Yeah.
1: You did say you want to be the fun auntie. I
0: did. I, 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 I literally told her it's like
1: <laughs> she was like, watching kids my like... kids be chaotic, and she was like, you know,
0: you know I, I think, think I would want to be like that to just the fun auntie.
1: So I feel like for you, and also just knowing your. I'm very into astrology, so uh, oh, brace yeah. yourselves for what I'm about she to say.
0: She literally does my
1: whole chart. <laughs> oh, yeah, 1,000%. I literally have it in my phone. I could study it all the time if I <laughs> wanted to. Um, Like, you are a Virgo moon, so you want to be very organized. But since you're a Pisces sun, you want to have, like, organized fun. So, like, mm-hmm. you want to be able to live your life in such a way to where you can take vacations. You can go be with people you want to be with. You know what I'm saying? But you still have it in a very organized way to where, like, You have a certain amount, like, of money that you know exactly where it's going being able to save for trips like that and just, like, have a fun time and let loose because you do put so much work and hard effort into, like, your day-to-day life to be able to go and play.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's 100%. That's really what it is. It's, like, I, it's, like, I always, I always feel like, like, I have FOMO. Yeah. It's like oh, like I'm missing out on something. Something like, all the yeah. time, yeah. And it's like it's it's just aggravating. But then it's like I also like the fact that I can be inside and just watch TV and. Just
1: be Both ways. And stuff, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that's a Pisces thing too, is like we see somebody else having a good time. We're like, oh, how dare you not invite you. Me? Hope you drank awesome shitters and had a great awesome time. time. <laughs> Literally. So and you're a Cancer Rising too, right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a can <laughs> so I'm a Pisces son and a Cancer Sorry. Rising and she's a Cancer Rising too. So like we're also very We're into our emotions, and we want to, like, rationalize our emotions, which you can't really do, but, like, understand them about ourselves. Yeah. But I just feel like for you, that also plays into, like, you want to have fun and be in relationships with people where you can be your authentic self.
0: Yeah. And I don't, yeah, and I don't have to really.
1: Mask. um, For somebody, or just, like, pretend like you're somebody you're not.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that's boring, right? Oh, 1,000%. And just, we want to have fun. I feel like as Pisces, we're very free-spirited. We are. So when people take advantage of that, we immediately kind of, like, step back and think about who do I really like? Do I really like these people? Or am I just around them because I want to be around somebody?
0: Yeah, or, or um, do I... It's like, do I like these people? Or do I just envision what they're doing for, like, what I would want to be doing? Exactly. Like, I love... To be around Aquarius people because they're very like free-spirited spontaneous. and spontaneous. Like, air signs like yeah, Libras. Gi- <laughs> Libras.
1: Libra. Uh, uh. <laughs> Scroll past that. <laughs> Anyways, um,
0: it's like I believe it. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> it's a <cover.
1: laughs> that word is not allowed That's right. <laughs> so
0: unwise. um but and it's like i love being around them because they're so free-spirited but for me it's like i can only look from afar because i can't, can't see do myself it, being, being that, that way for, yeah yeah but there has to be some structure Maybe you that enjoy thing, watching
1: or, them doing it but that's also you're also a moon sign where i'm an i mean you're a earth, earth, earth moon I'm a, yeah. and i'm an air moon yeah. to where i'm very like i don't care what anybody thinks which took a lot of like Coming down from that and like yeah. figuring out my own life and yeah. what I want to be and what type of person I want to be and how I cope with things, which Absolutely. was very unhealthy. But I kind of did what I wanted for a long time, and yeah. no one could tell me anything you about did, it. Yeah. But with you, you're like, good for you. But I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Kind of our
0: relationship in elementary school too. Oh right? yeah, one thousand percent. You're like, Don't. you're doing what?
1: <laughs> you just wear where <laughs> You know, like that's that's exactly how it was. Was me sh- the shock value of yeah. things I would say to you, and you're like. I'm sorry what? like going home scared probably to talk about this girl at school today
0: <laughs> you know it's so funny though it's like my my parents they like I would tell them of you know of you and everything yeah. like that and
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. no but they
0: like always remember you as just like being like this like um just you you never had any drama
1: yeah back like, then.
0: Well, just yeah, in, general, in general, I just feel like you...
1: Or ever with you. Yeah, um, like,
0: we never had you beef or drama or anything like that. Yeah. Like, you were always just so, like, um, nice to me. Yeah. And I felt like in elementary school, like, I was low-key bullied. I didn't
1: know it 1, until... 1,000%. 1,000%. 1,000%. And, like, and honestly, looking back, it's like, when you're there in that moment... Like, I didn't even realize times where I was bullied, you know? Yeah. But with you too, hearing situations... Or think about times that I would hear things that people had said to you, and it was just so... Just, like, people would just laugh at that time, and now thinking back to it, being like, wow, that was really fucked (laughs) up. Like, if I ever saw that person, and we talked about this, like, I would say something something about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, as an adult now, just thinking about, like, we've talked about this, like, it's just fucked up things that I've heard, you know? Like, it's like, wow, like... I can't believe, I guess we're just young and naive, like you said, and you really don't think about it that way, or you're just like, oh no, they don't mean it like that, and then as an adult, you're You're like, like, damn, like, minute that way, like, (laughs) what the hell, like, but that's really, that's
0: really gross, and at the end of the day, you know, like, we don't, I don't ever want to hold that version of someone from the past. Yeah, from fucking elementary, middle, high high school, and if they said something
1: again now, that's what I'm saying, like, if they brought it up, and I heard them say something that led down that path. I would absolutely say Stop something. Right there. But also you your sisters knew my aunts too. So Ooh. like we just had like a very I don't know, warming way of knowing each other already. Yeah, you know? We, like
0: we, we knew each other from having a big family yes, and all this other stuff. Yes. And so we're like, oh yeah.
1: You you had a lot of sisters, my mom had a lot of sisters mm-hmm. and then those sisters knew your sisters. Yep. Yeah, because my <laughs> mom was the oldest of eight kids. Yep. And my my youngest aunt is only three years younger than me. Yep. My grandma, she was really wanting them babies. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Um,
0: and this is where we go into the abortion. I'm just gonna-
1: <laughs> and then for today's <laughs> final <laughs> act, we'll be talking about Roe versus Wade. <laughs> uh, sorry, no, sorry, Grandma. So it's very, it's very <laughs> oh, 1,000%. Yeah, yeah, we're just, you know, dark Making humor. Dark, it. dark, yeah. dark, dark humor.
0: I'm
1: very scared for my future. 1,000%. 1, 1,000%. 1, no more children for me. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go on a little breaky. And then once we come back from break, we will go ahead and start the topic at 10. The Mother's Day Happy is mine. All right, my loves. Now is the perfect time to refill your wine glasses, restock that shikuchi board, Or finally, take that load of laundry out the dryer during this break. While you're doing that, we would like to take the time to show appreciation to the app Anchor for making it so easy to upload each episode to Apple and Spotify with just a couple of clicks for free. As a new podcast, it has taken immense stress off our shoulders, which allows us to do what we love most consistently show up for you guys. Now, with that being said, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back from our break. So, our topic of discussion today
1: mm-hmm.
0: is our Mother's Day special. So, tell me. Tell me a little bit more. I know we've talked about this in the past on your relationship with your mom and how it was at the very beginning. I mean, I kind of was... I mean, we were friends um, at the very beginning as well But yeah. I mean not the very very beginning Well so. yeah
1: when life started coming at me
0: Yeah exactly So let's go ahead and start off with that Like, How was is, how is the relationship then um, And then we'll go into
1: the middle of the Like I said earlier My mom was the oldest of eight kids So that alone Is a lot yeah. um, My Grandma was a single mom So I feel like that had a large factor She wasn't always a single mom and honestly Uh, Well, I guess we'll just get into it. It's more, like, tragic just because my grandpa was around up until after they got a divorce. So my mom was over 18, or I guess she was over 20 because she had me when she was 20. And then my grandpa and my grandma got a divorce at some point right around then. And he even, like, lived with my mom for a little bit. And then he left and, like, never talked to them ever again, all eight kids, which is very traumatizing. So that leading into just, like, my mom... And my my grandma loved her to death. Very conservative, very Christian. So like those values were heavily placed, yeah. even like almost forced, you know, at certain points of my mom's like childhood and mm-hmm. just like that just has a heavy, you know, that's a heavy thing on you as you're growing up. Absolutely. So for me, like my mom, she doing wrong. Amazing mom. So my mom was married to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is just to get so messy. Um and my parents were they met each other in high school and my mom was homeschooled for a while but then she went to middle school. My grandma found out she was dating, she took her right back out, then let her go back to school her sophomore or junior year, like public school again. Yeah. So of course, you know, like being that teenager you're like, Yeah So my mom met my dad and he was a football player they got together and then the summer after they graduated they were engaged and the weekend that my mom tried on her wedding dress she found out she was pregnant with me <laughs> so that was the summer after high school for her so that that was another reason why i think she that led into like trauma of me becoming pregnant as a teenager which we'll get into yeah. um so then my parents were together and then my mom was about to divorce my dad because he was into like drugs pot like cheating on her like just you know the the slew Regular of things, spice. yeah, and my mom was a stay at home mom too because they were living in the middle of literally nowhere, like yeah. in a trailer, and like her luxury was getting to go to Walmart once a week, you know, like yeah. that was it, and she had no friends, she had moved away, you know, like it was very hard for, her. so then after she had my brother because they were about to get divorced and she got pregnant again, and then they got a divorce. Two years later, so I was like three when they got a divorce, maybe four. And my brother was two at the time. Yeah. So my mom was single, honestly, on and off. She got married one more time, but that only lasted a year. And we had to move back to the country. We went back to North Richland Hills, then moved back to the country when she got married. Then we moved back to the North Richland Hills mm-hmm. with my grandma. And we moved back with my grandma. That was almost ten people in a three-bedroom house. It was It was wild. There was points where we slept in like the living room slept in my aunt's rooms like it was just my mom was also going to school at that time so she was becoming a dental hygienist which yeah. shout out to my mom there's one thing that she did she made sure she my mom's a virgo son so that <laughs> means she was gonna make sure she had her own money yeah like there was no way she was going to rely on a man ever again for the rest yeah. of her life like after that point and she was already going to school to be a hygienist whenever she's with my second my the second guy she got married to mm-hmm. but that was all the way in tyler texas so that led into her having to go to school in Tyler, Texas, because there's not a whole lot of like dental hygiene, at least programs like that. And she was already going through that yeah. one. So she would go back and forth from North Richmond Hills to Tyler, which is a couple hours, like three and a half hours, like yeah. one way. So she would stay out there a couple days a week and we would stay with my grandma and my aunts. And my grandma was a single mom and she was working full time. So like it was mostly me and my aunts for at least... I want to say it was like two years and that was when I started having a lot of memories like I had some good and traumatic memories prior to that but like that was when I started like really seeing things like I knew when we had to move back I knew when they got a divorce like you know just like knowing what was going on in my life so at that point that was when my mom moved out after like two years of that she had graduated school things were a little rough at that time just because obviously she was just stressed out with having to go to school she was working like she was yep. she was um, cleaning houses i think at that time mm-hmm. and then uh as a Virgo, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, just like, so imagine for a child, though, you know, like my mom's perspective is I gotta grind, I gotta get our yeah. stuff together, I gotta do this. But for me as a child, already having all these issues. So my dad was not in my life and he was in and out of jail, which I knew at that time. And then my mom is like, can't be physically present, one, but emotionally, I don't even think she knew how to be emotionally present. Like she, she was would cry. Kind of like autopilot
0: mode where she was just like, I gotta get this done,
1: I gotta make Yeah, sure I, I gotta, gotta this. work. Like, I yeah. gotta figure out how to get on my mom's house. I have two kids. Like, like I gotta do it you know and she was doing it it just a lot of times when it comes down to a situation like that when you're a single parent like shout out to any single parent like I could truly not imagine and I like thank her more now even though we went through a plethora of things later on like I understand she did what she had to do with the best she had you know and I think for any child like don't get me wrong like when parents abuse you and things like that like that's that's a different that's a hardcore more step ahead of that than just like non-emotional presence but still, like, understanding that your parents did the best with what they had and just not holding it against them. I mean, if it was, like, detrimental to you, then obviously you don't have to have a relationship with them. But for me, it was just understanding, like, how could my mom have done better when that was her life situation and that was her parents, you know, or yeah. who her mom was at that time. Or
0: at that point, that was her version of better as she, as yeah, she was able to Yeah, better
1: than it. what she experienced, you know? like. Yeah. So we got our own apartment, and then my mom worked. She had, like, a sister, like, live with her at that time, one of the sisters. And then she was able to save up for a house in Keller. And so then we moved from Northwich and Hills to Keller when I was seven. Mm-hmm. And so by that time, I had already experienced some things that were just traumatizing yeah. <laughs> and in the sexual matter yeah. so I was already starting to show signs of like hyper sexual activity and so I did not speak about anything that had happened though until way years later on so mm-hmm. my mom didn't even understand
0: why you were acting out and
1: maybe she thought it was like daddy issues you know which also played a, a role Control, in that yeah. too but at the same time it wasn't the only reason why
0: she did she ever I like that. ask or did she Do Um, you remember having that conversation?
1: Yes. It was when I was in seventh or eighth grade when she knew I for sure was sexually active. And she was just like, what is happening? Like... And my mom's a Virgo, so she can be very hurtful when she says things, like, just like, like, I know what she's trying to say, but she just is, I don't know, like, she's just straight to the point, cutthroat, and I'm just, like, a child that's just, like, uh, but she was, like, what is it just, like, do you just want attention because of your dad? And I was just so mad at her, like, I literally wanted to fight her, and there was one point where she, like, took everything out of my room. I'm not kidding. Everything out of my room was gone. My straightener. Don't get me wrong. Like, I was a I bad that. kid. My straightener, I, my products. I had two sets of clothes. Like, took out makeup, everything. I remember that. Do you remember me telling you yes. that? Yes. Threw it all in a trash bag and took it to my grandma's. I was like, this fucking bitch. Like, I was literally bid and so my mom literally like took me to my grandma's because she didn't even know what to do like she wasn't forcing me to live with her but she was just like you got to get out of the house because it was about to be bad and so she was just like was yelling at me and that's when I like I broke down and my grandma was the one that was just like she was trying to figure out like what is going on like why you know and at this point I started becoming very like depressed like I literally started having suicidal thoughts like going down the the spiral path of like I didn't tell them that either as a child who's not able to emotionally regulate how can I verbalized to you like yeah I think I kind of don't want to be on this planet anymore yeah. like and I'm just trying to fulfill this whole I feel you know um so my grandma was the one that was just like what is going on like why like in my my grandma and my mom have both experienced things in a sexual manner that should not have happened to them either to where maybe my grandma picked up on it more to where it was like has something happened you know I just I kind of remember her asking me that and then I told my grandma about what happened she's like and I only told my grandma about, like, one experience. I didn't even tell her about, like, the micro experiences that I had, like, with regarding sexual that things yeah. that, that led before that, after that, you know? Like, just how it put me in positions to where I felt like, oh, this is just normal. And like, this is allowed to happen. Men, Men or guys can do whatever they want to me, you know? Yeah. And then when my mom told – when my grandma told my mom, my mom cried and broke down and told me about, like, her own experience. But even then, it still didn't change the fact that we still had a lot more years of, like, turmoil because yeah. – I was already down that path. Like, I was already hypersexual. I was already having sex. Like, and I was, yeah. like, 12 by the time she found out for sure that yeah. I was. And for any parent that is, like, horrifying, you know, especially when your daughter's already having a period, that means she could get pregnant at 12. Obviously, yeah. you're not responsible. Like, I would be mortified having two daughters if I found that out. So my mom was just... Well,
0: real quick question. At that time, um, what do you think you needed to hear? What do you think that you
1: needed to... That would have changed that? That
0: would have changed that. Do you know?
1: I've thought about that so many times honestly like (laughs) could anyone have saved me you know because like one of my aunts specifically Lydia like she would really try to understand like like would try her best to not be judgmental about it but she'd just be like like why like what are you like what is making you feel like you have to do this like how does this help you cope you know and eventually I was like getting into drugs and like drinking and all that stuff too but like I don't know if anything would have helped me. Maybe more in-depth therapy from a therapist that, like, actually understood what I was going through. My mom did put me in therapy, like, at certain points when it had gotten really bad or, like, it when it just got really bad. Mm-hmm. But it was just so hard to relate to a therapist. And I think that's why, like, I'm currently in school to be a therapist because none of them ever made me feel comfortable enough to one, open up and to just be real with me. You know, like my mom, instead of going the way of like, let's talk about it. Let's, let's be rational. Like if you're going to be making these decisions, like we're going to have to talk about like real serious facts, you know, like it was more avoidance. And that's what she did because her mother was obviously a very conservative Christian mother, but all of us got pregnant in our teenage years, you know, like, (laughs) I mean me eventually, but my mom too. So like Let's not be naive, and then once she knew I was having sex, it was still like she just rather not think about it. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? But
0: thinking, like not thinking about it doesn't stop it from actually from happening. me doing
1: it or that I'm not experiencing other experiences after that, you know, yeah. like or
0: even like feelings itself. like I think it would have been um if especially since you and your mom went through' a very similar like experience just upbringing and like what she went through also being like, I don't know, did she she mentioned also being like hyper
1: um and she really wasn't she wasn't hyperactive like she was a little bit like when she got to go to middle school for like a year like she literally like wanted to date a boy but it was nothing crazy and she didn't experience any like sexual things at that point until high school and then it was like one bad experience but the rest of the time it was with my dad at that time so it wasn't like I was to the point to where by the time I was in high school I was doing whatever with whomever whomever I wanted but I think that was also my way of being like
0: Taking control Screw
1: you, like, taking control of my own sexuality. Like, if I'm going to have sex with somebody, like, I'm I'm going to choose who I want to have sex with. And if I want to have sex with you, I I will. Not in, like, a bad way, but, like, any guy that I ever wanted to wanted to have sex. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, it's high school. (laughs) But at that time, like, I just think if my mom would have which like I said, I don't think she could have either because of what she experienced and her mother's thing was emotional avoidance or passive aggression. And like, they never talked about bad things that happened in their house. Like it was just avoidance. And we're never going to talk about this again. You know, like with my mom, it was like, we had that initial conversation, but it was like, okay, you better not ever do it. You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean I was never going to do it. You know, especially once your child is already down that path You just might as well be sitting there guiding them along. It doesn't mean that you have to like, I don't know. I just feel like I can't force my daughters to make what decisions they do make. But if they experience some trauma and then there's a reversal of that, we're going to be going in therapy. We're going to be talking about what's going on in your life every day. And I don't think my mom could have because one, she was a single mom. And two, she literally did not know how to because of how she was raised, you know being the oldest of eight children I could not imagine something that you don't don't know exactly and now she does so fast forward that was middle school era like it was it was rough middle school my mom also got married to my stepdad who they're still together to this day um Chuck when she when I was 12 and so he entered into a hellscape of a time period for to be a stepdad to me because it was a lot you know and like um I had a stepsister and she was not like me in a lot of ways but just you know like her she had trauma with her parents getting divorced but not like my specific trauma and there's no comparison but just like Hers was more like the mom was the one who stepped away from the marriage. And so that was her trauma, you know, yeah. where mine was like my dad and my sexual trauma. And that was what led me to be hypersexual. She was not like that, at least at that time. So that led into like high school. Um, high school was a crazy time in eighth grade. It might have been seventh grade summer. I don't remember. But that was when the first time like I was having I had multiple Uh, it was two at that time partners Mm -hmm. and that was when I (laughs) I don't want to say multiple Multiple. you know I had multiples (laughs) later on (laughs) a list um I had had two partners and at that time I I I don't remember it's like such a blur and I think it's a trauma like thing to like for me to try to like block it out but I just remember thinking I was pregnant at some point taking a pregnancy test and then at some point later on just like bleeding and that that test was positive so that was my first time of me being like oh my god like I think I was pregnant and I didn't know whose it was. And later on, I told both of them like, hey, it could have been you. And I think that was just like me being fucked up in a way of being like, I want you to feel this trauma that I felt, you know, like I probably could have never told them both, but I just told them both because I don't know, like, and I'm pretty sure I know which one it was because one of them was protected. One of them was not. So either way. So that was just a very traumatic experience of me being like,
0: you you miscarried is what you. correct. Yes.
1: And that was like seventh grade summer at some point grade summer my mom didn't even know about that until high school because then I started going through phases of like depression spirals to where like I could not even get out of bed like I didn't want to talk I just literally would eat in my room and I would literally like sob like I remember there was a time where like they came into my room and I was eating a burrito and I was crying so hard that the burrito was like soggy and like just falling apart in my hands (laughs) and my brother my poor brother Shout out to my brother. Uh, he came into my room. There's so many times he'd come into my room like, what is, is happening? happening? You know, like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and he would come into my room and, like, just see that I was crying so hard. And He would just, like, try to console me because, like, my mom would try to console me, but she just didn't know how, you know. And I think it was because no one ever consoled her, which is very sad when she went through her own stuff. It was like, yeah. figure it out, you know. So for her, that was her initial reaction to me. It was just figure it out. And so when I hit, like, sophomore, no, it was my freshman year, it was, I was just really bad depressed, like, not a lot of people knew, but I was just, like, crying in the bathrooms, like, there was a time where, like, I was so sad that my mom was like, do you want me to just come and get you? And, like, they took me out of school, I think it was Valentine's Day, and, like, I don't know what was going on with somebody that I was with at that time, I'm not gonna say names, but... I don't know because he'll probably try to listen to this at some point. Shout out to the exes. Sorry, Victor. (laughs) I know they still keep tabs. Um, But I feel as if it had something to do with at that time. Something was going on, whether they were moving or leaving. And my other ex that I was like, thought I was in love with, my first like love, he had gotten a girl that he was with pregnant at that time. So I was just like going through it, you know? And like, those were the ones that I was using to like fulfill my needs of just like feeling better about myself was yeah. having sex with him you know and when I found out that he had gotten her pregnant I was just like oh my gosh and I made a lot of bad decisions about that to where sophomore year hit and I just didn't want to feel like that anymore but when sophomore year hit I don't know I just got better about being sneaky I'd started smoking and smoking did honestly like that sounds horrible Help it helped my brain chill out like it really did like instead of wanting to kill myself just smoke a little bit and <laughs> oh wow like life is not too bad I can do this you know like I'm just gonna get through this day till the weekend and I started making friends at that time to where like I don't know like life was getting good to where like partying in high school and stuff like that like not better, but help me avoid what I was going through, you know, just yeah. avoidance by partying, getting drunk and messed up and being able to yeah. smoke and all these things. And my mom was, like, kind of letting me have not free range, but enough range to where I was out here, man. I mean, she gave me an inch, and I ran a damn marathon because <laughs> she'd be like, all right, love you. Like, I'll see you tomorrow. And, like, I would be in another town by the next day, you know? Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it was very – it was bad, but I never died. I never did got you, taken. Did you
0: want – more restriction not
1: restriction but like no because the times i would every once in a while i would get caught in what i would do and then she would go even worse back to where it was like like there was a time this is just one example that like this is why it was very hard for me to talk to her about anything i was like mom if i was ever at a party and i was drunk and i called you and i'm like hey i'm drunk because this is what i'll tell my daughters like if you're drunk pick me up I will not say anything like I don't care I'd rather you tell me than something bad happened to you or you drive home with a drunk driver or anything I don't care no discussion you know like let's not make this a habit you need to be responsible especially if you're going to be drinking you know but my mom literally verbatim was like I was like if you come and pick me up would you call the cops on the party and she just was silent. I was like, I would literally no. rather <laughs> die of alcohol poisoning than tell you that I am drunk at a party than my mommy come and pick me up, and then the cops she show up. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, at least she
0: took you out of the
1: situation before. I college. guess so, but obviously everybody's going to know. Like, like it's start me. Friends, like, like, get, 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 get this bitch know. out of here. Like, <laughs> it, run. run. All of you, run. Hey, if y'all want to go, let's go, you know? Like, wink, know wink. Yeah. <laughs> And so that's why I just, like, I could not be real with her about things that most teenagers do. Like, I'm sorry, if you're a parent and you think that your teenager is never going to do anything ever, you're either very naive or you're just too hopeful because it's it's just not realistic. And not that your kid will go to the extent that I ever did, but they will have experiences to where I just want my children to and be open should. with me.
0: Yeah, and they should experience those things. I don't think that as a parent you should ever... Um try to take those experiences away
1: because it's like a precursor to college or exactly. being an adult like, you're gonna hit 18 and go crazy exactly
0: because it's like the, you'd rather i mean and, and not a lot of people will, will, will listen to this and agree but like i definitely my parents did the same thing where they're like hey if you're gonna have a party do it within like my you know the realm like, yeah, yeah. the home um you know we'll be home and um if you know the parents want to speak to us we'll be we'll here. talk to them exactly. And it was just a safe environment. Respect.
1: Because they know that they'd rather you be around them than be in some rando's house. And there was a lot of rando's house that I was at. Until, like, my my friend, my old friend, her mom eventually started letting us have, like, parties and stuff like that. To where I didn't even feel the need for us to go anywhere else because we could party there. Yep. So it was even more, like, easier for me to just do what I wanted, have a guy come over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just became... It just became too perfect of a situation of, like, I could do whatever I wanted. And my mom, what could she say? Because I'm at my friend's house. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? She would have no idea if she pulled up right then that yeah. there would be uh, everybody yeah. everywhere. and <laughs> It was not good. But, you know, like... Well, question
0: for you, then. Would you allow... Um, sorry, I just looked at my feet. They're so dirty. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <Maybe the kitchen. laughs> Put my feet. she's... Um, so, would you allow like you know your your daughters like if they were like okay well i want to bring some guy over and like hang out in my room like to the extent of like when would you be like okay i'm john line at this Mm -hmm. you can have him over but i don't want this this and this to happen
1: me and victor have talked about this too because it can't just be my opinion either because
0: yeah obviously
1: he's he's, you know he's a man and he we've had to compromise to our theoretical situations just like this one i told them that i would rather them be over here than my daughter be at their house because i have no idea one who they are and like what's happening or where they're going or whatever but i don't know like i just feel like i don't really care and i want to be so open with them like i want it to be like hey like hopefully if we do things correctly it will be at least like 16 or later that they'll come to me and be like, hey, like, I'm, I think I want to be sexually active, you know, yeah. and then we can get on birth control, things like that, like, that's just the reality of it, you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, at the end of the day, like, you can hope that your kid doesn't, or you can be honest with them, be like, just let me know, because especially in today's world, yeah. an unplanned pregnancy that could lead, especially if it's with a guy, like, in high school, like, It's not even that I got lucky. I just got with a man that eventually we worked our shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't like, oh, we fell in love and it was happily ever after. Like, that was not the case for me, you know? Like, it was a lot of hard work, separation, like, anxiety, depression, both of us having issues, blah, blah, blah. So with my daughters, I want them to just be, like, real with me enough to where, like, I mean, hopefully they're not having sex in my home, like, while I'm down the hallway, you know what I'm saying? And, like, maybe keep the door open. But I won't, like, go and check every five minutes because even when I was pregnant, my mom would still come and, like, That keep the door open. I'm like, I am pregnant. Like, you think it's gonna double whammy down there? Like, I can't, I can't do it. It can't happen. You know, like I'm already pregnant. (laughs) But I would just be like, hey, just like keep the door open. Like, blah blah. But if they were, like, I would. Hopefully I would already know and be aware of that, you yeah. know? Like I don't wanna tell them like it's a free for all, but like I also will very much so explain. There is natural consequences to everything. Okay. Even if it's nothing that comes from me, life has consequences. Like whether it's your sexual decisions, your your friend decisions, like everything has a consequence, positive or negative, right. you know? So it depends on what you allow or put into your life that will come back to you, you know? Like and that will start off from teenagehood on. Like I don't I shouldn't have to punish you life will punish you at some point like it doesn't matter what i say or do you will learn your own lessons through that you know and you you
0: never want them to have to learn it but at the same time you can't stop them from doing it. yeah
1: like if you want to you will like my mom was very she tried to be very strict like she would try to give me a little bit of leniency but at the end of the day it was like she would want my phone at a certain time at night like i wasn't allowed to have a tv in my room i wasn't allowed to like You know, like there were so many like restrictions, even until teenagehood that it made me want to break free even more. So when I got that tiny bit of like freedom, I went off, I went out, I did whatever I could as many times as I could, wherever I could, you know, like what, like it didn't matter what the situation was, I would overly take advantage of it because It wasn't just like, here's your freedom. Like, if you do XYZ, these could be the consequences. Like, let's be real. Like, let me know. Always be safe with yourself. Like, please be where you're at. Like, I want to always know where my daughters are at. And I could not let my mom know where I was at for the fear of my consequences versus me at least knowing where they're at and hoping, like, being just involved in their lives enough to know they're around decent enough people that would take care of them or help them or that they would call me if something went wrong, you know? That is just, that is where I lie now. And I think it was the extremism of my mom, like being like that, and then her mom being like that, to where I am now like, th- we all got pregnant <laughs> by 20 yeah. years old. So yes. obviously Someone that did not, extremism so didn't right. work for yeah. all of us, you know? So, so, it's so let's change wrong. this down the road.
0: So then let's go ahead and fast forward. Like, when did you start to realize that the relationship with you and your mom were, was starting to, like, you guys starting to mend things?
1: Honestly, that didn't happen. Like a lot of stuff happened in high school to where obviously like there was a point where I had overdosed and that really, I think had taken her back of being like, oh my gosh, like, and she still tried to be very restrictive after that, obviously. But like, if your kid wants to kill themselves now at this point, you can't restrict them from living their lives even more to where you're just scared they're going to do something again you know like mm-hmm. they try to find blame and they try to find blame in victor cuz me and victor me and victor got together when i was 15 mm-hmm. and so they try to blame him they try to blame so many things
0: oh my god you guys have been together for 10 years
1: yes oh my god he was 17. I was 15 when we got to medical. Yeah. We God. met at a foot. Yeah. Life as well. Man. That's crazy.
0: 10 years.
1: 10 years. I know. I told him Victor, I was like, I didn't think I would like anyone this long. <laughs> His ass, it's like, yeah, I'm sure you did it, Victor. Like, but either way, like that, me and him were together for that long. And so like for them, they started restricting me from him. And I like me and him overindulged. And like, we were together every waking minute. Like he was at my mom's house. Like he had a car, like he would be there. Every night, you know what I'm saying? Until they'd be like, hey, like, it's time for her to get ready for bed. You know, like, you got to go, you know? And so then he would leave. But they tried to place blame everywhere instead of understanding that I just needed emotional availability. Which, like I said, both of them grew up in, my mom and stepdad grew up in situations where it wasn't for them. So how could they deal with me? And they tried to be restrictive. But after I came back from that, that was pretty much just when my mom was like, okay, like, I need to find a way of us to be... I don't know me almost dying made me also feel like I didn't want not that I didn't want to die but just like I don't know like I didn't want to purposely like try to die after that like when I went to the you have to go to like a mental health facility if you ever do that like they force you to you go and just to hear other people experiences I was like oh my gosh like this is horrible but I still had like my own, this is why I tell you, I swear, like I'm diagnosed ADHD because I had so many just urges still, not even just like sexual, but like two months after I had gotten out of the, the after you get out, you can go to an outpatient facility too. Mm-hmm. So I was going to school there for about a month until I like graduated from that. And they're like, mm-hmm. you should be okay. Then when i went back to school that summer of my sophomore year um i went to hawaii and then i went back to california because we took like a cruise when yeah, she i sound so privileged I when know, i right? say this it's but miserable. just to make sure everyone understands my stepdad's parents paid for all of that um it wasn't my my mom being rich or anything like that um we got back to california i was caught stealing and i was arrested. So then my mom was like, I can't do this anymore, you know, because I overdosed and then I got arrested. So then she was like, I can't do this. Maybe go live with my dad. And that is what really stirred up because my dad was in prison from the time I was from sixth grade to eighth grade for murder. So yeah. <laughs> just throw that in there. That was a very like transformational thing for me of like my identity. Like I look like my dad, like I have a personality like my dad. So like that took a very big like hinder on me. Um, to where when I had to go and live with him and see how he was like I don't know like I always had daddy issues but then I had to go live with him you know like and so it just really made me see like my dad could have done all of these great things for himself and he still could if he wants to but he was choosing to still repeat cycles within his own life and it just made me more sad than anything and eventually, when my mom allowed me to move back with her, because I lived with him literally in the middle of nowhere, I went to a high school called Bland High School. Bland, <laughs> like Bland Chicken, B-L-A-N-D. Look it up. The, 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 the population of that town was, like, less than, I want to say less than a 1,000, honestly. Like, it was a middle school and high school put together. Were
0: there people
1: of color? I'm kidding you. Not a single not a single black person. But there is some Mexicans out there. But not a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking podunk middle of nowhere, like nowhere. So so when I came back from that, that just showed me, like, okay, like, my dad could have been, like, a lawyer. He could have done all these things because he has a great personality. But, like, it's – when you have a great personality, you can get whatever you want. So you can either use that manipulation to, like – get whatever drugs and alcohol and have sex with whoever you want or you can work your ass off and become you know a lawyer or have a good career yeah. and a good life or whatever and I also just thought about like okay my dad experienced trauma like his dad had died after they got in a fight and his dad overdosed and blah blah, blah. my mom experienced trauma but who took it and went a better route with it you know what I'm saying and then that really put that in perspective for me is like being taken away from my whole family because even if my mom and me were getting into it my family still meant a lot to me, you know, like we were closer than just aunts and nieces and nephews. Like those were like my sisters or my parental figures at the same time, because we lived together, you know? Mm -hmm. So when I got to come home from that, I was a lot changed. Like my Mm -hmm. mom was like shook that I even wanted to go to a football game because I hated school. I hated everyone. I hated everything. I just wanted me and Victor to run away together. You know, like that's literally what I wanted or to run away with anyone but Victor once we got together. And she just was kind of like taken back by that. And so that was like all of my junior year that I got to come back from October on. And then the summer of my senior year was when I found out I was pregnant. And then when I knew I was pregnant, I just was like, I know she's going to be so sad because it's just like me repeating this cycle, you know? So when she came home from a vacation, I told her, she cried obviously initially, but then she was like, her response was, right, go figure it out, you know, kind of like everything else in my life, you know, just like, well, you went through this or you did this, like you go figure it out. Like, I can't help you, you know, like I was pregnant and she had a husband that probably had an opinion too, you know, about me staying there if I had a baby, Mm -hmm. but there was no offering of help, no anything like Victor had, so I was only 17. So Victor was only 19 at that time. And he was just about to get a big boy job, but, like, he was still working at Whataburger at that time when we found out. Mm. So just, like, how are we going to do all this? But by the grace of God, we figured it out. We got an apartment. Things were very toxic between me and Victor. And even then, like, I felt very disclosed from my mom because there was no, like, my mom left my ex stepdad and my dad you know like so for her it's like well either just leave or figure it out you know just do it because she's never gone to like at that point like Mm -hmm. marriage therapy counseling to figure out like a healthy way to talk about their issues so how could she give that advice to me you know so honestly things did not get really good with me and her until I honestly in the last two years started going through my own healing journey because what I realized within that was that my mom was who she was because of what she went through and what her mother was to her versus what my grandma's mom who was out of there was to her you know and this has been a generational thing of us not being able to be emotionally present for our children and I think her like she's verbally said this to me it makes me like want to cry but she's verbally told me like the way they love you Taylor and the way they like want to be around you like they like my mom's house is a freaking paradise and they're still my kids will still be like um, I miss my mom, you know, like randomly, like right before yeah. bed, of course, like to where they want to come back home to me. And like, she just like, like, what? like she'll say like joking, like, why do you like her so much? You know, but she knows it's because I'm like, I'm very, I'm real with them about things. I mean, they're four and like six, so I'm real enough with them about things. I don't treat them like goo goo like no. baby, baby. Like Definitely. they're very intelligent. Yes. Like, I'm just like, I don't expect adult things out of them, but like when they're panicking or freaking out, I try to get on their level. And like, these are things that I've only been actually putting into practice, like in the last two years, but even just thinking about like my family dynamics or learning about psychology or like psychologies of like messed up families or traumas of families, like how that relates to me and hers relationship. And when I verbalize these things, And honestly, like shout out to my brother again, because when I started talking to him about this, like just things that like really made me upset, especially when me and Victor were going through it, like things that she had said, like not remembering things that she went through and the help that she got when she got a divorce, things that she would say to me or pressure she would put on me that she didn't even have to do because she always had siblings to split rent with or you know what I'm saying? Like she always had a place to stay like where it wasn't offered to me, you know? And when me and my brother talked about it, like when I was going through this healing journey, like closer to the beginning of this, he was like, I think you should just talk to her about it because I think she's at a point now because I had been talking about just like healing stuff and being like, hey, like this is why this person in our family acts this way or grandma acts this way or whatever. She'll be open to it. And so me and her for the first time had like a very deep conversation about everything that I had gone through, even Mm -hmm. up until the point of like when me and Victor were split up and things that we had gone through and what she had verbally said to me and just how I felt and I think it was the most, like, revelating thing that I ever heard whenever, I think for any kid, when you hear it come out of your parents' mouth, like, if, especially if they've like never actually said this in that context of what you went through, like, you're right, I am sorry, like, I should have not done that, like, there's better ways that we could have gone about that, and like, I didn't do that, and I was not there for you, you know? And she I, she could have easily become defensive. She could have Absolutely. easily, like, just never acknowledged what I was saying. And, like, there's a lot of parents who will literally go to their grave not acknowledging mm-hmm. what they did to their kids. But she acknowledged it within me. And after that, like, like, I know it sounds weird, but it was even hard to, like, be like to hug my mom sometimes like because I still felt that like disconnect and it just like built up over time throughout my teenagehood into my adulthood me trying to be a mom and figure it out without having like like my mom loves my kids and would literally get run over by a car from them buy them anything but like that emotional presence of like her trying to actually like give me healthy advice she could not because she didn't know what to say or do because it was never given to her you know if anything it's me learning a lot of these dynamics and me learning the psychology behind children's actions parents actions family dynamics and telling her to where she's like oh my gosh like you are right you know and some people be like oh that's sad but like to me I find it like so like just it makes me so happy to know that I am able to help other people understand their traumas yeah. because I couldn't even figure it out. Like what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? It's not what's wrong with you. It's what happened to you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like what happened to you to make you feel like this way or you interact with this person this way? or you, for me, like why I coped the way I coped and realizing like, oh my gosh, like I'm being like my dad. Like yeah. when me and Victor would split up or things that I would do when our marriage got really bad, instead of like healthily walking away from it, I would do, I would become hypersexual again, you know, like it was just one of those things that she could not help me But now as an adult, I can help her. And that's been the most, I don't know, healing thing for me Mm -hmm. is to show her like, hey, like, you are not wrong for how you felt about this situation, about with your parents, about this sibling or whatever the case may be. Like, Mm -hmm. you are very valid in how you feel. Every person is valid in their trauma and how they grew up, like in any family. But to me, I was just like, my mom could have never figured out like... I don't know. I just think me and my brother like are so very like more emotional than she is Mm -hmm. to where she had to eventually, once we're adults, like you don't have to hear us, but we don't have to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Like when as teenagers, what can you do? Like you still got to live with them. You still got to talk to them. Like you have to do what they say. You know what I'm saying? But then when you're adult and now I'm saying to you the same things in a better way with statistics and facts proven behind like being emotionally present for your children, then it's kind of like, hmm, like you can either take this and run away from it or you can take it and like hear what i'm saying
0: and i definitely think that i have the same thing at least with my mom now i've def i've uh, been able to kind of put myself out of the situation of well like you know um you did this to me now then this and and that sorry but just like i know you had to take care of six kids you came here from a um, different country a different country (laughs) um you had to learn english and all these other things so being emotionally present for me is not something that was on over, your mind on your mind <laughs> on your agenda you no had to make sure that we were
1: alive and <laughs> <Exactly>. existing <laughs> exactly.
0: um so i can step back and now say i understand why this happened it doesn't make how I felt in that situation any less different. Hurtful, yeah. But I understand why and I can now I can... can
1: it's Have like, empathy for your parents. Exactly. Like that is the most greatest thing is as an adult. And there's some adults that I know that are still so angry at their parents for what their parents did. Even if their parents are like, I know I messed up. Or even if their parents are acknowledging it. Like if your parent will never acknowledge it, I understand. That's very narcissistic and blah, blah, blah. Like I understand. But if your parent is trying to hear what you have to say and trying to and you're still so angry... You're an adult now. You got to take responsibility for your own trauma. Like what happened to you was not your fault in any situation of anything, but how you deal with it and how you shove it onto other people is your responsibility for any situation ever. And that's why I just feel like for me, like it has been the test of a lifetime to be a mom to kids, to two daughters that are so much like me, so much like Victor very stubborn like just already like i know it sounds crazy even as they're babies i could tell a difference but as they're getting older like i can still tell their differences but i can tell how like they are to us Mm -hmm. or just like things that they might already start struggling with like valerie in school now like just i can already see it like the differences in their personalities of what struggles they're gonna have and i just know like it is so hard like when your kid is screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming for you to be like okay let me emotionally regulate myself first to where I'm like, let's not yell at them. Mm-hmm. How can I figure out what's wrong without like, I don't know, overplaying into like, oh, baby, are you okay? Like kids need to work through their emotions, but you need to let them know like you are their safe space. Yeah. Because if they grow up not having any safe space ever, they will search for it in anyone that they see with no real like, um, I don't know what the word is. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. But no real just like how to determine who is a safe person yeah. or not. And I want them to understand like. I will always be a safe person for you to talk about anything. Like, I don't want any secrets between us. Like, that's when bad things happen and no one talks about it. Or the, you don't know as a parent till they're adults. Like, did you know that this happened to me? And like, you're like, what? Like, there's things that I would tell my mom that happened to me, like, in my school days. And she'd be like, I could have got them fired. Or I could have got them in jail for that, Taylor. Like, why did you not tell me? And I'm like, because you weren't my safe space, you know, at that time, you know, like I want my daughters to feel like I'm their safe space, but that means it is a lot of emotional grunt work of being available starting off as babies to when they're kids to when they're like a school age. Like, so what's going on today? How was your day today? Like, Valerie will tell me about stuff that happens at school that I'm like, what? Like, are things that have happened to her already that I would have never told my mom, mm-hmm. you know? And it makes me so happy. It makes me sad, of course, like, things that she goes through. But, like, I am happy I get to... Eat. Like, she's comfortable telling me anything, whether it's about a boy, whether it's about something that was said to her, whether it was something that was mean done to her. Yeah. She's not quiet about it. Even though she's my shy kid, she still will let me know. And I need that to be like that forever. Forever, yeah. forever you know? Like, I want her to at least get my I want as a parent to to be able to give my opinion even though I know she'll still make her own choices you know and like with my mom like even now like when she hears me talking about how I talk to Valerie about things she's just like wow like it makes my mom more sad than anything which makes me sad for her because she's like I wish I would have known these things or I wish you know like she was just a single mom trying to figure it out with her own trauma you know like even though yes it was her responsibility She didn't get the luxury, at least I'm literally, like, right now I'm still married, like, I, you know, like, I have time to really figure this out, and I think that was, like, the gods, the universe's way of being like, hey, I'm gonna give you the time to break this curse, and while you are at home right now, you know, because I stay at home in between going to school, (laughs) while you're at home, like, use that time to... figure out what you want to do with your life. And it really made me realize like, I want to be a therapist. I want to talk to children or preteens before they become adults about like, what have you gone through? Like, what's going on? Like, why are you here now? You know? And I feel like it's probably will be like, I would love to have a job like an inner city where it's more likely kids that can't afford it. And then maybe have my own office somewhere to where, like, that's my goal to have my own office of like, People that can't afford to pay with their kids elsewhere, like at nighttime, but during the day serve in some, either whether it's some district somewhere in Dallas or Fort Worth to where it's like a, maybe a court mandated like meeting, like where you mm-hmm. have to go to a therapist where they talk to the therapist and then the therapist goes and talks mm-hmm. to the lawyers about like what the child said or whatever, because Those are the children. A lot of times, children in poverty are the ones who need it the most because their parents are working. They're experiencing more high risk things because they're in a high risk area. Like that would be my like life's dream, and then also like to be able to actually make money, money like to be able to have you know a place somewhere to where I could do marriage counseling, like Mm -hmm. kids counseling, like all that. But it's expensive to get therapy, and that makes me very sad. Like I would love to have a program to where like it
0: helps people that are
1: just. They can't afford it, but they desperately want it, or they have, like, a small payment, or something like that, to where it's just, like, I don't know, like, I think everyone in the world, I think therapy should be, like, free healthcare, like, everyone should be able to have a therapist, like, not necessarily on call, but, like, once a week, once a month, like, one free appointment with a therapist, to where, like, hey, let's talk about your mental health, especially as suicide rates among kids are literally rising since 2020, like, more than they've seen ever, which is crazy. And I think, it. well, I know for a fact, reading the articles that I have, it has a lot to do with like technology, like bullying, just, I don't know, kids being exposed to more stuff at such a younger age, they literally are killing themselves at more of a rapid rate. And that is crazy to me. Like kids as young as my daughter's age, like almost seven. I literally could not imagine being a parent of a child that like killed themselves at that young age. And me struggling too with my own mental health issues, like, if it was bad for me and like technology like Instagram was just coming out our freshman year you know like for me I can't imagine when Valerie's in school like all these girls and like how they're going to be perceived like in the public perception of just like each other and like Instagram and their likes and Facebook and all these things like just I don't know like it just it almost gives me anxiety for them but that's why I just want to always be their safe space and like even like when I talk to my mom about this like she just she has a hard time, like, comprehending it because she, they didn't grow up with yeah. social media where, like, we were, like, pushed right into it. And, like, we didn't even know what it was until now we do know what it is. But Absolutely. now it's, like, normal for kids to exactly. get on it. And, like, Valerie wants a phone. I'm like, you are 6 <laughs> You're not getting a phone. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'd rather die.
0: But, okay, so before we get into anything else, I guess, like, we are... It's almost an hour. Um, we are down to the part of the segment where... Essentially, like, you know, like, what can the listeners take from this episode? Just like, you know, kind of being a mom and um, and or um, being a kid to a mom that probably wasn't emotionally connected or even understanding that it's OK to look at your parents as human beings versus like things that they've done to you.
1: Well, as an adult, I think people should understand that, like I said a minute ago, like no matter what trauma you've ever experienced, it's your responsibility to figure out how to take care of that responsibility. Absolutely. Because even if I wasn't intentionally hurting people, the way I coped with things definitely hurt a lot of people in the process. Like, yeah. And that was something that as an adult I had to absolutely figure out, especially after having my second daughter and still feeling the same way. like yeah. I had to figure that out. But people that like with parents that are like that, like if you're, I guess, a teenager, just like freshly getting into your 20s, Trying to find empathy. I mean, I understand if it's, like, abuse or something like that, obviously, like, that's just something to where you have to set that boundary and probably cut them off. But if it's somebody that, like, a parent just can't be emotionally present, Mm -hmm. try to find empathy for them. Like, really dive into how was their parents with them? Yeah. How were they treated? What was their home life like? Like, how would they be... How could they possibly be this perfect present parent for you if they did not have it for them? Even if that's their responsibility, they literally, your brain cannot comprehend it until you start practicing how to forgive your own self. So if they don't forgive themselves for decisions they made or the decisions their parents made, they're definitely not going to forgive you. And you have to understand that has nothing to do with you, ultimately. Like, it has everything to do with them. It is not your responsibility to figure out what's wrong with your parent, but for you to just at least have some empathy for them to where you're not so angry and you're not spewing it back out into your own relationships.
0: Yeah, that's 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 I think that's a huge one. I think that's a really good one to take home. And I think I hope hopefully like the listeners are able to take a lot of from just just this episode and I'm. I'm. I want you back on here because I feel like you mentioned so many little like stories. stories and I'm like, <laughs> Hold on. Remind that on one. Time.
1: Drama. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: but thank you so much for being on. Thank this you for having episode. me. And um, I will put your handles. Do you want to go ahead and tell your handles now, or do you know I'm off of like?
1: The and you can follow me on Instagram. It's T Mills 2311. That's more of my family friendly, you know, thing. That's my Twitter handle. Um, and then I have a TikTok if you want to follow oh. that. That's a little more uh, on the wow side. <laughs> and that's T Mills uh, BB. So it's literally T Mills, T M I L L S B B Y 2311. So if you want to follow me, that's where my real personality uh my little wild side shows <laughs> do you want to put your
0: nail one as well oh yeah if you want to follow my
1: nail one i mean i'll post when i want to post on there but i mean they're cute to like at. it's sculpted by tay so literally the word sculpted by tay with three y's at the end of it so right. and meryl's nails will be posted
0: oh yeah so you guys have heard it here first um again thank you guys so much my loves for listening to this episode And please, please, please leave a review, comment, um, so on and so forth. We want to hear from you guys as to what you took from this. And um, we'll see you guys next time. Or I guess you'll hear us next time. I never know how to end this. It's so awkward. Anyways, bye, my loves. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as we enjoyed making it. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Take It From, spelled F-R-U-M where you can leave reviews, good or bad. We want to hear from our loves. Lastly, I'd like to thank the app Anchor for allowing us to make this all happen. The Anchor app makes it so easy to upload each episode, which is then shared to Spotify and Apple with just a couple of clicks for free. Thank you again for listening to Take It From, the podcast for you and me with your host, Em, and we'll see you next time.